Today's episode of Locked On Blackhawks is brought to you by Locked On NHL. If you need more hockey news every day, then Locked On NHL is here to fill the gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening in the league. Subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories in game recaps on Locked On NHL. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Friday, August 5th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you could also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at TalkinHockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. If you like what you're hearing today, then please be sure to go and follow the podcast. You can go and leave me a review as well if you got something positive to say. It's all free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, etc. And you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Also, if you're on Twitter, then please go and follow the Lockdown Blackhawks Twitter page. That can be found at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, with some really good content being posted there every day as well. Alright, good morning everyone. Happy Friday. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. To kick off the show here today, just a few moments ago actually, We got some breaking news coming out on one of the Chicago Blackhawks' restricted free agents that we've been waiting to hear about ever since they needed to get their qualifying offers, I believe, on Tuesday of last week. But the update we got this morning was from none other than forward Brandon Hagel himself as he tweeted out that he's absolutely stoked to be spending the next three seasons with the Blackhawks here in Chicago. Hagel inked a pretty team-friendly three-year, $4.5 million contract extension with the Blackhawks this morning. That's a mere $1.5 million cap hit for Hagel up until the end of the 2024 campaign. So three more years of the everything but Hagel for the Blackhawks. And man, for that price tag, that has the potential to be an incredible deal going forward for the club. Hagel's just that that kind of, that that glue guy that that every team needs. You know, he can provide you with a little bit of everything. He's speedy, he's tenacious along the boards, he's good on the back check. And I do think um he he's due for a little bit better results offensively than what we saw out of him in his first year in the NHL. Not to say that his numbers were poor by any means. He still put up uh 24 points in his 52 games played that last season with nine goals and 15 assists, which certainly is not nothing. Um, But had he been able to capitalize on all or even half of the high-quality scoring opportunities that he got, this kid could have easily been closing in on 20 goals for the Blackhawks last season. I mean, night in and night out, Brandon Hagel was getting A-plus scoring opportunities, and it felt like it took him forever to finally put home uh, his first NHL tally Um, so I, I do believe there's still a little bit more to untap offensively for Hagel as well. And just put that all together with all of his attributes and for $1.5 million for what he could provide this team, not, not only for what he provided last year, but 
thinking about going forward and once he gets stronger and just gets older, more physically mature and gets more experience more experience under his belt. I mean, for 1.5 million dollars for all he could provide in a couple of years, I mean, has the potential to be arguably the best contract on the roster for the Blackhawks. I mean, he's basically making Ryan Carpenter money right now. So, um that yeah, great deal by the Blackhawks here for Brandon Hagel. Glad it worked out well. Um with their qualifying offers and everything. And yeah, I'm I'm super stoked. A kid with a super bright future is now locked in at a good discounted price for three more years. And with the current cap situation that the Blackhawks are now facing with Seth Jones signed on for $9.5 million, Tyler Johnson and his $5 million cap hit is being added to the books. Mark andre Fleury is going to play this year, so... His, ooh, excuse me, his $7 million is going to count against the cap as well. Brent Seabrook, as part of that Tyler Johnson trade, his contract's no longer on LTIR. That $6.8 million is no longer uh, an asset to the Blackhawks going forward. So it's a much different financial situation now that the front office is facing than they were just a couple of months ago. So to sign on one of their, uh, one of their few restricted free agents that they had to deal with, and arguably their top rookie from last season, to sign him on for that price over the next three years, I'm I'm thrilled about how that worked out here. And now the Blackhawks are down to just one restricted free agent left who needs a contract after defenseman Nikita Zadorov was dealt to the Calgary Flames last week. And that player is forward Alex Nylander, who of course just missed the entirety of last season following knee surgery on a torn right meniscus. And Nylander's contract situation is, it's going to be a little bit more tricky and tough to figure out than Brandon Hagel's was because of that injury. And also, all the years he's kind of had just little blips of NHL games, like for three years with Buffalo, he played 10, 15 games, you know, just kind of getting his feet wet. And technically, because of that, this is still only going to be Nylander's second NHL season, despite being taken in the first round of the NHL draft, what, like five or or six years ago now. Um, But assuming that Brandon Hagel got, Brandon Hagel got just 1.5 million coming off of a much more impressive rookie rookie season than Alex Nylander had, uh, I, I can't imagine Nylander getting over that million dollar mark. I expect something along the lines of probably along the lines of what Adam Gaudet and, and Jujar Kara got, somewhere around nine hundred fifty to nine hundred seventy-five thousand per year is what I would expect out of Alex Nylander. But if that does wind up being the being the case for both of those guys to sign for somewhere around 2.5 million combined, that's a huge boost financially for the Blackhawks after now knowing that Flurry is going to suit up for them this season. But there are still definitely some moves to come in the next couple of weeks or uh, however long before they officially announce training camp to open up. Um, Because of Marc-Andre Fleury, because of Seth Jones, and all this excess of money that the Blackhawks took on this offseason. So um, this was just kind of uh, another domino falling here in the offseason. Hagel officially signs on for three years at $1.5 million per year, and expect Alex Nylander to have his contract extension announced with the Blackhawks as well, probably sometime in the next week or next two weeks, I would assume. 
Alright, that wraps up Brandon Hagel inking an extension to remain in Chicago. Coming up in just a moment, I am going to share a short conversation I had earlier in the week with Seth Tupal, the host of Lockdown Wild, on the craziness of the Blackhawks offseason. But first, I need to talk to you all about Bilt Bar, which is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Bilt Bar has a ton of awesome classic flavors like coconut, double chocolate, salted caramel, and they also have a couple of new flavors right now like strawberry and grasshopper cookie, which is really good if you like mint. And they also have cookies and cream, cherry barcia, and many more flavors, all of which are covered in 100% real chocolate and are soft, easy to chew, and great for the keto diet. Not only are all the bars low calorie and low sugar, but they're also a great source for protein and fiber. So make sure to go to BuiltBar.com today and use the promo code LOCKED15, that's a capital L in LOCKED, then the number 15 to get 15% off your next order. One more time, be sure to check out BuiltBar.com for a delicious and healthy snack option and use our exclusive promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next Built Bar order. On today's special edition crossover of Lockdown Wild and Lockdown Blackhawks, Seth Topol and Jack Bushman look at some of the biggest moves made by the Chicago Blackhawks so far this offseason. Marc-Andre Fleury going from probably not going to play to now definitely going to play. We'll talk about the Seth Jones trade. We'll talk about the Brent Seabrook trade. All of that, plus we'll talk wild as well as we uh, take a look at some of the biggest things happening for both franchises throughout the offseason so far. My name is Seth Topol, host of Lockdown Wild and a veteran Minnesota sports content producer. Uh, of the last 10 years and uh, the last couple of years exclusively covering your favorite team in the state of hockey. I am joined by Jack Bushman, the host of Locked on Blackhawks. And Jack, safe to say it's been a uh, it's been a busy run for you. So uh, happy to have you on, my friend. How's it going? Oh, uh, it's going well, Seth. Thank you for having me, man. Yeah, I believe we talked <clears throat> last time we talked wasn't all that long ago. I think it was uh, a week or two before the expansion draft and really ever since then, man, life's been, uh, it's been pretty chaotic for me, but it's a fun time uh, to be covering the Blackhawks right now. And it hasn't been that way for a couple of years now. So uh, it's been a lot of fun, man. Definitely excited to talk about it on the show here today. Let's start with, I think the most strange trade that the Blackhawks have made this off season so far. Uh, that of course, being Mark Andre Fleury, who it was initially reported was just traded to the Blackhawks from Vegas for nothing. Now, there ended up being a prospect attached. There were reports that Flurry was not going to play with the Blackhawks and would retire instead. And so there were rumblings about if this was just some sort of a way for Vegas to, uh, to get rid of that cap hit. But the flower is headed to the Windy City. Sounds like he, uh, within the last uh, couple of days is going to play for Chicago because that's just the upstanding NHLer he is. And so just run me through kind of the the timeline of this trade and, and your thoughts on uh, Marc-Andre Fleury being traded from the Golden Knights to your Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah, Seth, it's actually a, a good one. Good good little story that you'll you'll enjoy about how I found out the Blackhawks got Fleury. So heading into this week, free agency, 
was on Wednesday or this past week, I should say, heading into this past week, free agency on Wednesday. I'm looking at my week, how everything's going to project. I'm like, all right, Wednesday and Thursday will probably be the busiest days with my other job. I don't got to work till three on Tuesday. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go golfing Tuesday morning. That sounds lovely. Front nine, get through it in about an hour and a half, playing decently. Look at my phone, 10 o'clock, 10.30 in the morning on a Tuesday, the day before free agency, Blackhawks acquire Marc-Andre Fleury. And I'm like, oh, for, first reaction is like, what just happened? And second's like, now. I'm on hole 11 <laughs> now. Like, I specifically took today because it was supposed to be my free day. And the Blackhawks. So like now I'm in this middle of being like mad that I'm on the golf course and the Blackhawks just made a trade. But then in my head, I'm like, wait, wait, no, no, no. This is Mark Andre Fleury. This, this is a good thing. This is a good thing. This is a good thing. And then the reports came out that he may not play for the Blackhawks like an hour after the trade went down. I'm like, Jesus, I'm getting all the emotions in right now. So yeah, that those were the reports that came out on Tuesday. Uh, one of the Blackhawks beat writers, Mark Lazarus of the athletic, he actually came out with a post on Thursday, I believe. And he wrote up in that report that a source told him that Flurry was leaning towards not playing in Chicago. So that was kind of the vibes we were getting towards the end of the week. But in the back of my head, man, just a couple things that I were thinking about with Mark Andre Flurry. One, I know he did not want to leave Vegas. He wanted to finish his contract there. He wanted to keep his family in suburban Vegas. He didn't want to have to move them again. But with how it ended in Vegas, learning that he got traded on Twitter after earning the Vezina Trophy in the season prior, I don't know how you can hang it up after that. You're going to tell me that guy's not going to have a chip on his shoulder? Be like, hey, Mark andre thanks, thanks for the Vezina this year. You played great. We're going to go with Robin, and you can go, uh, you can, you can go beat it, basically, is what happened. So – even though that report that Mark Lazarus came out that Flurry was leaning towards not playing in Chicago, in the back of my head, man, I was just like, this is, first off, a fierce competitor in the NHL. He just got cut from uh, a team that made it to the uh, Final Four in the playoffs this year, and he was one of the reasons why he did that, and they basically kicked him to the curb. I just thought there was, after such a strong season, there's no way that Marc-Andre Fleury was going to be able to hang it up after. And then... This morning, out came the news about 9, 10 a.m. or so. The Blackhawks tweeted out the flower logo, and that just, or the flower emoji, I should say, and everyone just absolutely lost their minds. About uh, not too long after, Mark Andre Fleury had his own video saying, uh, you know, he's in, he's coming to Chicago, he was about to get on a plane. And uh, it's been all smiles for me ever since, Seth. So it's been, it's been crazy. Um, I wasn't sure it was going to happen, man, but this is a huge addition for the Blackhawks next season in addition to all the other moves they've made this summer. And um, and we only gave up a 2018 fifth-round pick for him and Michael Hackerine, and I don't know how you could look at this as anything besides an A++ for the Blackhawks. Yeah, it's like... It, I don't even... I'm super good at coming up with like analogies... And puns, I have nothing for this because this is just, it just seems like Vegas kind of thought that they were just under the assumption he wasn't going to play anywhere else. So at this point, it's like, well, let's just, we can't really afford to have him on our books. So let's just send him somewhere. He'll retire and that'll be the end of it. And Flurry to uh, to take a, uh, 
a gambling term, to borrow a gambling term, he uh, he called their bluff, and now he's going to be the uh, single-handed neutralizer of Kirill Kaprizov and Kevin Fiala this season, and I, <laughs> I could not hate it anymore. All right, ladies and gentlemen, my conversation with Seth Topal will continue in just a moment, but first, I need to talk to you all about rockauto.com. Rock Auto is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of different manufacturers. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even as much as 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or at a new car dealership? Chain stores and car dealerships have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, but rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and they're always reliably low. The rockauto.com catalog is also remarkably unique and super easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle, and you can even choose the brands, specifications, and the prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts when you can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts that you will ever need for your car or truck for the best possible prices. I also need to talk to you all about betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, and be sure to use our promo code LOCKDOWN, one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Major League Baseball is about to take over for the summer, however, Football season is right around the corner, and UFC is also in full swing all year round. The Derek Lewis fight is coming up this weekend, and if you want to find out any news, odds, or info on all and any sport, you can be sure to check it out at Bet Online. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's also free to sign up. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Head on over to the website, or you can also use your mobile device to sign up today. And be sure to use our exclusive promo code LOCKDOWN, that's one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Continuing our Locked on Wild and Locked on Blackhawks crossover episode here today. Seth Topol joined by Jack Bushman. And Jack, I wanted to ask about a couple of other things before we turn it over to you to ask some Wild-related questions. Let's talk about the Seth Jones trade and extension because Seth Jones is a very hot commodity in the offseason. And I always find this interesting. A team acquires a player for a combination of picks and players and then signs them to an extension. And obviously a rich extension for Seth Jones. Blackhawks gave up a lot to uh, a lot to get him. So I want your thoughts on did the Blackhawks give up? Which was the bigger risk? The players and picks that the Blackhawks gave up to acquire Seth Jones or the extension that they signed him to after that? I think the bigger risk for sure is the contract. At the same time, we still don't know, you know what those picks are going to be that went to Columbus. Adam Boquist is still only 20 years old. So there's, there's a lot that still needs to happen before we can you know dictate this a win or a loss in terms of the trade right. from a Blackhawks and Blue Jackets perspective. But to me, I mean... 
certainly the $9.5 million cap hit over the next eight years. I, I don't even want to talk about it because I don't even want to think that way. But if somehow Seth Jones just, if this regression that he's kind of had the past two years in Columbus, if if that's real and it doesn't get better in Chicago, this can look like an absolute disaster because one, no one's, if he's struggling, no one's going to take him for 9.5 at that price. And he's also got a full no movement clause. So when you see this number, it's not as Blackhawks fans, it's very easy to think Brent Seabrook, Brent Seabrook, Brent Seabrook. That was bad. That was bad. 35 years old, no movement clause, a bunch of money, right? Yeah. So it's concerning. It is concerning. At the same time, you were going to have to pay that amount of money to get a big name defenseman in this kind of market, even though it is a flat cap. Dougie Hamilton just got 9 million. Kale McCarr got 9 million. I know 9.5 for Jones might be a little too much, but coming into this, if the Blackhawks were to make a move for him or Dougie, I expect them to give up at least 8.5. So for it to be a million dollars higher is it's not great, but it's also what it was probably going to have to be if we wanted to take on a number one defenseman of that caliber. So um, it definitely is a risky contract. There, there's no doubt about it. Um, but I think that's, that's what they had to do in order to get this thing done. And that's what it was going to take in order for Jeff, for Seth to want to play here. Um, but the trade, I thought, I thought it was fair, a fairly fair trade for both sides. Again, we'll see in a couple of years, we'll revisit it. Um, the only real gripe that I could understand is people who are upset about that second first round pick being thrown in there. The Blackhawks swapped first round picks in this year's draft. And then they also gave up their first next year as well. I did think that was uh, a little, a little much, but at the same time, they got to keep their first round pick from 2020 last year in Lucas Reichel, someone who the Blackhawks organization is very high on heading into his rookie year. He came over from Germany. He's going to be um, attempting to crack the lineup come October, uh, October or November. So we got to keep him. Giving up a first wasn't great, but um, Debrinkit, Doc, they weren't part of the deal. Lucas Reichel wasn't as well. So I thought it was a, a pretty fair deal for both sides. And Adam Boquist is a good young player who I think could do wonders there as well. So overall on the trade front, Seth, I thought it was fairly even. The contract was just a real, like, collar tugger. Yeah. Oh, that's a, that's a great way to put that. And you're just kind of like, huh? But yeah, yeah, it's a lot of cash. He's the third highest paid defenseman in the National Hockey League. If he um, if he ends up playing to that level, people are going to love the move. And, you know, I, I have plenty of experience having watched a couple of guys who didn't quite live up to. Then again, how do you live up to a 13 year contract? Right. Why is that even a thing? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Those, they should have banned those way, way before they did. <laughs> yeah. I am uh, having to pay the price for it, but you know, it, it is what it is. Um, I wanted to ask you one final one, and then we'll turn it over to any wild questions that you have for the Blackhawks audience. Um, let's talk about this Brent Seabrook thing because I um I had my NHL correspondent on the show when we were talking free agency at large, and I basically used the Jesse Pinkman line. He can't keep getting away with it because like the lightning are in just a nightmare cap situation. And so the only thing that we, as the rest of the NHL, the only thing that we don't need to do is help them out of it. And then the, uh, the lightning trade Tyler Johnson to Chicago for Brent Seabrook, who is 
probably not going to play at least this nah, year. He's not, go- he's not going to play again. It's, it's over. <sighs> he's not going to play again. So basically, but, we can't keep letting them get away with it. <laughs> but we will if they give us Tyler Johnson a second-round pick for a retired player because that might be better than the Marc-Andre Fleury move. Like, that is absolutely ridiculous. Seabrook, he will help them, though. $6.88 million on LTIR over the next two years, I believe. And I think right now, Tampa Bay is projected to be 5.5 over the cap limit. Oh, so that's, gross. Yeah, so that's helping them a ton. And that's why they gave us Tyler Johnson and a second-round pick in that, in that deal as well. So, I mean, it, I know you can't push two trades together and make them one. But essentially on the same day, the Blackhawks got Marc-Andre Fleury, Tyler Johnson, and a second-round pick for a retired Brent Seabrook and Michael Hakkarainen, a prospect who I guarantee you none of your audience has ever heard of. Nope, I hadn't. When the trade went down, I was like, that. I, I, went, to, I went to one of my standbys on Twitter. I was like, there's no way that's a real person. <laughs> 2018 fifth-round pick. Played in the Jeez. ECHL last year. Good deal for us. But yeah, man, uh, um, I don't feel great about potentially helping the Tampa Bay Lightning go for their third cup in a row. Um, but at the same time, I mean, that, too, that deal is just too good not to take. Even though Tyler Johnson's contract isn't the best, $5 million for another three years, modified no trade clause. And his production's been dipping a little bit, but there's no way you could say no to that. There's just right. no way in hell you could say no to that at all, especially with the second round pick thrown in there. We just traded a second for Boquist. We get that back immediately. So it was, I think that was, uh, yeah, it was Tuesday. Just a, a great Tuesday for the Chicago Blackhawks. Jeez, stuff. I guess. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Friday, August 6th episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to follow the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you can get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, get more of the sports news you need in less time with our Lockdown Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Lockdown Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes by following Lockdown Today wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account, at JackBushman2, or you could also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account, at TalkinHockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. Don't forget that the next episode of Lockdown Blackhawks is Mailbag Monday, so for any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, you can always email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com, you can hit me on one of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, thanks again for listening to Lockdown Blackhawks Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.